0: Yes, welcome back to the Hyper News. with and uh, with me as always, is Jonathan Hartstein. Welcome back, everybody. Chewie <laughs> Tarcy. Hi. And Emily Blake. i Blank.
1: not going to laugh this time. <laughs> nah.
2: I kind of forgot the words
0: halfway through there. Could you tell? <laughs> Did I make it through? It's okay. That's
1: like, don't laugh, don't laugh. God damn it!
2: (laughs) Apologies to the person listening to this for the first time. Yeah, (laughs) we're not going to tell you what our show is. (laughs) You got after the hype in there, and then then the rest of it kind
0: of. We talk about movies. Yeah, we we talk about movies, and And we have guests, and we have guests. We
1: laugh. We have a good time.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, Special guest today is Johnny Recker. Oh, hi!
3: Is this where I, as the as the podcast guest, have to pretend I don't know we're recording and ask if we've already started recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then you can ask, can we swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and then yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, we can't. Sweat. Fantastic. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, good. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug right out of the gate, where people might know you from? You oh, worked on geez. fucking everything um, under the
3: sun. Yeah, um, you you would not have ever seen me, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but I yeah. live in your house. Um, yes, I, I am. Yeah, just off um, the periphery. Yeah, right outside of your the field perception um, <laughs> the of perception filter. Let's see. Um, let's see things that are out right now. Um. Well, we're all waiting for Unicorn Store to come out, the Brie Larson's first movie. That hopefully someone will pick up it was at Toronto and and hasn't seen the light of day yet. Um, last big thing, um, I guess the Purge election year, which is just just the first sign of the apocalypse, I think, oh my historically God, that, wait,
1: now. Wait, that's the next Purge's election year? Oh, no, it uh, was
3: the last, the one that's already out. Oh, it's right. Oh, yeah, that's how we, much
1: attention I paid to the Purge. Movies. Yeah,
3: okay. no, yeah, there's another one in the pipeline, but yeah. Of course. Um, so.
1: And a TV show, isn't there? It's called yeah, the Purge they're working on a, Yeah, they're working on a TV
3: show as well. Yeah. Um,
1: TV. Oh, I can see a TV show being kind of cool. Yeah. Whiskey yeah.
3: Tango Foxtrot is still free on, like, every single streaming platform, yeah. Prime or whatever, and your mom will love it, and you might like it too. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, but uh, you
1: made all these things. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fucking I've, cool, dude. I've,
3: yeah, it's I've had a real good run, and I'm currently um, just blurry-eyed off an overnight on a movie called Peppermint, uh, starring Jennifer Garner, which they've uh, been whispered about, but there hasn't been much about it. But fun little action movie. But it is
0: being made. Yeah, it is being made. <laughs> we are currently
3: making it. Uh, so, you
0: know, I'm
4: excited to hear Jennifer Garner going back to action. Indeed. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, she was a great. Like, Alias was fucking awesome. Yeah, and, and she was good in Daredevil. I know the movie wasn't good, but she she was good in it. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. great.
4: She could have been a good Elektra if they'd given a good writing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah they really phoned that shit in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, all right, let's do a Where Have You Been Doing? We're back. We've had a few weeks off here, so uh, I'll allow two things if you have them. But you got to say them both quickly and not go too in-depth in them. I'm only going to do one because that's all I really want to talk about. I, I got saw it. The Greatest Showman, and it fucking sucked. Yeah, no, that and, sounds right. Uh, it
4: didn't completely suck.
0: There was good dancing and singing, sure, but with the, the songs that they were dancing and singing <laughs> to sucked. So, oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> There's one really good dance sequence between Hugh Jackman and um, what the fuck is his name? Zach Efron, uh, where they're like doing shots while singing, and like while one is drinking, the other one's singing, but they're singing like the same sentence. So they're just like trading off words. And that sequence was really cool. Oh, that sounds cool. And that's about 30 seconds of of a two hour horrible movie. So Uh,
1: (laughs) apparently, when you're
4: you're watching it, you're kind of be like, oh, Hugh Jackman's kind of trying to date rape him, but not for sex, but for money.
1: Yeah apparently oh, yeah. he was he also like kept uh an old black woman like as a slave and horribly mistreated and abused her to make her into a freak show person oh he did tons um, of horrible things among things other yeah that were just completely left out of the movie and just sort of like la da da it's fun because we're singing yeah uh, you know, if you w-
4: if you watch the movie, you think that PT Barnham's just kind of an egotistical jerk
1: and tortured
0: zero elephants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, too. But he, oh, he gets
4: redeemed in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, waiting, they
3: all do. Waiting you know. for the one hundred percent elephant torture cut of yeah. that movie. <laughs> They're like, oh man, we shot so much elephant. It torture. exists. <laughs> it exists. It's I know it. it. It exists.
2: It I don't, it's don't care a three what three
0: hour version with yeah. a full hour of elephant torture. Everyone yeah. in history
1: who you ever thought was cool was actually a fucking asshole. Most likely, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I will say the other one that I saw that I really, really liked, and I just won't go into details on it, because you should see it as fresh as you can, which was I, Tanya. Mm. Oh, I loved I, Tanya. I thought it was really, really good.
3: Yeah, I've done two movies with Margo, and I think she's an exceptional human being, and I am very excited for her to win every last thing. I
0: want her to win every last thing for this movie. She was so good in it. Yeah. Um, But that's it for me. I'll stop there.
2: All right, I decided uh, in my time off to watch season 10 of Doctor Who. Mm. Finally. Yeah. I mean, that took me a while to get around to it, too. Did it you t- like it? It was okay. I mean, yeah. it, it has this problem, and I hope they fix this with the new Doctor, uh, where I predicted every episode and what kind of thing it was going to be. It was yeah. like, oh, this is the space episode where they can't get to the TARDIS because of this. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. And then at the end, when the, the Master Show... that
4: Moffat stopped caring? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah and, Moffat oof. really phoned this last So time. much of this season is phoned in, and I, I found that Moffat's episodes were the least favorite of mine. Yeah, um, but the acting in them was still pretty good I mean Peter Capaldi is a good actor he's yeah he needed a different showrunner though he did and I'm I, I like Bill uh, yeah, I, I like Bill too I, yeah. I, I really like Bill but they gave her nothing they did
1: Yeah. it was like, like halfway, great introduction and then great mm-hmm.
2: introduction and then halfway through the season they forgot she existed or cared that she existed and then like her resolution I was like I felt like I saw this before and then I realized it was kind of similar to the Clara. It was exactly what Emma yeah. yeah. was. Yeah. was. like, I had this weird sense of deja vu and I couldn't place it and then I was like, oh wait, this was just the last season.
1: At the same time because Moffat is incapable of letting someone stay dead, it's this like the, he keeps he'll he'll give you these uh these supposedly gut wrenching deaths but none of them mean anything because yeah. you know the yeah. person's going to be saved somehow without like a hundred percent of the characters Moffat kills just even, find even a way the to pod survive. Still had a happy ending. They yeah, just went back in time. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I mean, it was there, there was I liked like I think in this season I liked a lot of the premises of the the episodes. Yeah. I kind of think like like uh, emoji robots that like force yeah, you to be happy. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then the rest of the episode just kind of happens. or, And then there was one where it was like uh, the Queen, God Save the Queen or something. They were like uh, Soldiers in Space or something from Victoria. Victoria oh, that? yeah. That yeah. one took me about two settings to get through. I did not like that mm. one at all. It was, it was a rough watch. Yeah. And I binged this all. So like, I was just like at the end of every evening after like three or four episodes I was like, oof. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it th- this far. Uh, let's see. There's a space episode probably due. Oh, yeah. The next one. Okay. Yep. Although like air is a capitalist entity like that was cool like a lot of cool ideas just everyone
0: phoned it in i thought capaldi and bill still gave it their all yeah and then actually when john sim showed up i thought he really chewed up the scenery in like a wonderful way yeah But yeah, the story just went quite. I'm like very th-
1: curious about how they're going to fix that, because the Master ain't fucking dead, y'all.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's died how many times? I know. Nobody but this bad.
1: time, they made it a pretty hard situation to like logic their way out of, but they will.
2: Yeah, they will. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. Time and, and they don't I have know. to even do it in the next season. They can they can wait for a while. Yeah. I'd like that.
1: Like, I wish they would. Maybe now that we've got a new showrunner, a new doctor, we could also get some new villains and some new, like, just something new, so it's not... New just, pacing. Yeah. I, I would appreciate and new pacing.
2: Us, Cybermen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it's the Cybermen but the I like it, it doesn't
0: always yeah. have to be it, Daleks.
2: It, it interrupted the premise of like this ship that had two different times like mm. that had like a weird time travely thing. I like that idea of the ship. Mm. I just didn't care about the the Cybermen part of it. I was like, yeah. "Ooh, Ten seconds here is like ten years back there. You could play that with some great tragedy. Oh, Cyberman, okay.
1: It's also people are just constantly inventing Cyberman. Everywhere you go across the entire fucking everywhere, That's someone our logical just inclusion. magically yeah. invents the exact yeah. same thing someone else invents. It's By just- the way, I have
2: an idea for an upgraded human. Uh, this <laughs> <is a> Cyberman? <laughs> uh, oh, it's called a, a digital man. <laughs> we should keep moving, though. Chewie, do you have one?
1: Uh,
4: well, I saw the same things as you did. Great- did you? Greatest showman in I, Tanya? Uh, I tell you, it was better than Greatest Showman, but I still think Greatest no Showman. Shit. <laughs> Just suspend your disbelief at Greatest Showman and enjoy all the really cool costumes and good dancing, because to me, that was the best part of the movie. Um, <coughs> other than that, we also saw Jumanji.
0: We did, um, <laughs>
4: which was actually a delight. So <laughs> Having- sure. much
0: better than I thought it would be.
4: <laughs> Jack Black stole that show. Like, ever, all the actors had pretty dang good chemistry actually uh and the rocks is always delightful but jack black just stole it him pretending to be a 15 year old girl stuck in his body was amazing uh i love the part when she asked the guys you have to show me how to how to pee i'm like that was the greatest sequence
0: don't ruin the lines from it it, because it's so good it's so funny
4: um And then I also rewatched The Day After Tomorrow because apparently the entire East Coast and Midwest is in a deep freeze. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't, you know, experience that with you, but I can watch this movie. Uh, And I still love my super savvy melodramatic disaster movies. Roland Emmerich. But not Battleship. Okay, that's fine. Because that's not a natural disaster movie. That is just... I think
2: that movie was a natural disaster movie.
4: (laughs) I like my giant wave hitting New York, electrical storms, all that crap, and how we. Immortal
0: wolves. Immortal (laughs)
4: wolves! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I wanted to watch Geostorm again afterwards, but you can only buy it, you can't rent it.
0: I'm surprised you didn't just buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you'd be mad at me. I (laughs) would
4: have. Geostorm was fun if no one went to see it. There's a reason. It was so bad, but amazing. And that was me. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, Emily, what about you? I got a good thing and a disappointing thing. Okay. Um, I'll start disappointing. I watched Three Billboards. Um, God, I love Martin McDonough. We all know, I mean, if you've been listening, you know how much I love In Bruges and I really like Seven Psychopaths and I love Six <coughs> Shooter and all, like everything's ever done. But Three Billboards was fucking disappointing. It didn't have a satisfactory conclusion. The uh, racist piece of shit cop just suddenly decides because he was set. Oh, God, I'm spoiling things. Um, <laughs> But like it just had it had characters just suddenly going oh I guess I'm not a bad person now um it had just and it just sort of stopped um it didn't they also really they don't know how to how to market Martin McDonough that movie's not funny at all like at fucking all um but they made it look like a quirky comedy and it just Mm -hmm. sort of I did I don't I think he stepped out of his wheelhouse a little bit and it didn't work I just was very uh, there were some good moments to it but.
0: I can't wait to actually talk about that one because that ended in my uh, that ended in my top ten of the year. So I, I'm really? really really interested to talk to you about oh, that. Oh,
1: that's one. weird because like, I f- did
0: not like Seven Psychopaths at all, and you uh, liked it, and yeah. then we flipped on this one.
1: Interesting. Okay, but the good thing is I've been listening. I just finished yesterday listening to Trevor Noah read his book uh, Born a Crime, um, which I highly recommend the audio book because Trevor reads it, and he also does accents, and I think whenever he does the accents of all the different communities in South Africa is sexy as fuck. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but. Um, He does tell funny stories. There was one story about pooping that I fucking was driving. I was driving over here to see the rats, and I could not stop fucking laughing. Um, But most of the book is actually largely about privilege, because Trevor Noah is unique in that uh, he's kind of a a one-of-a-kind in South Africa, in that black people and white people were not allowed to uh, have sex. It was illegal. That's why it's called Born a Crime. His mother intentionally chose to have a baby with a white man which does not fucking exist in in South Africa under apartheid. So he, sometimes in certain communities, he blended with the white kids. In certain communities, he blended with the black kids. In certain communities, he didn't really belong anywhere. And in other communities, he blended with colored kids, which is what they call um, people who are descended from the whites who came to South Africa Mm. way, way back when and mixed with the black people who were there. But they they mostly stay with each everyone in South Africa at the time was just like in their own group. And he blended between all the groups depending on where he was. And he talks about like what it's like to be a black kid in one scenario, white kid, in another scenario. And, and he really talks about privilege. Cause he talks about like how sometimes it being the color he is worked in his favor. Sometimes it very much didn't. And, um, he also talks about abuse because his mom, by the way, his mom is a goddamn goddess. Um, just hearing him talk about she is a badass, like you give her a rule and she will be like, fuck you, I'm going to break it and get away with it. Um, but even she ended up the victim of domestic abuse. And he talks about the system failing her and uh, all this. Just It was just a really amazing book to talk about social issues and things we take for granted. One quick anecdote that was my favorite was... his great his great great grandma whoever grandma uh he does something very bad he's very mischievous kid and he gets in trouble with all his cousins his black cousins and um and the grandma who is black um you know whoops them all she can't whoop trevor she tries and she stops and she refuses to whoop him and his mom gets home and she's sitting on the bed crying and she's like i don't i don't know how to beat a white child and i'm like oh that's so you know that's kind of fucked up The reason she doesn't know how to be a white child isn't about societal restrictions. It's because when you beat a white child, you can see their skin turn colors and it freaked her the fuck out because black kids, you can't see the bruises the way you can on white kids. And I was like... that's something that's like ne- that never occurred to me. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like little things that you just sort of never think about. But he's been exposed to so many different cultures that you get a glimpse of all. It was a really, really cool book. Highly recommend it. That
4: actually really upsets me. Yeah, it's-, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay when you can't see the damage. Yeah,
1: it's so weird. I was what? like, oh my god, what a what an unusual thing to like. He- none of us ever think about that.
0: So that's oh. a weird thing to think about. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, but it was just like, holy shit, blew my mind. Huh. Like, oh my god.
0: Right, Johnny, last but not least.
1: <laughs> oh
3: sure. Uh, yeah, I've got. I had a couple. Uh, not sure kind of how the table would split. I'll, I'll go with an album. Okay. The, uh, things that still exist in some form. Some uh, form? There's a, a wonderful Canadian psychobilly band called The Creep Show. Uh, female lead singer. Uh, I've been a fan of theirs forever. They just put out their fourth album called Death at My Door. Which has some fantastic songs on them. One's called "Another Way Out," which is essentially if if you love like the chord progression from "Creep," and uh, but always wanted that as a female-led psychobilly song about uh, dealing with suicidal thoughts. Like that is what that's I've the wanted. song for you. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, really love it, and it's another. They've gone through a couple lead singers, but uh, just a strong showing uh, for the music dorks out there. Um, and the other one. Uh, I'll toss out there, which I think is might be a good segue as I just did my annual Netflix binge of uh the second season of the magicians, um which I am a fan of and the third season's coming out next week, I think it's coming out here pretty soon. I
0: know it's soon I... yeah,
3: soonish um and it's weird because it's kind of like if you were like, I wish Harry Potter had more sex and drugs or if like Narnia was just full of like terror if like, Mr. Tumnus was just an asshole, like, uh, and I think it, it manages to have interesting magic. Uh, they, they, it's a little science and it's a little like the hand choreography is really rad with how they kind of perform some of the stuff. And, uh, also just dealing with very classic fantasy settings with a lot of very modern. And it's one of the things I stumbled across, um, and just really enjoyed the first season. Uh, very sexy. It's a, it is a very sex If you're just like, I wish there were more like random orgies and polyamory in my, <laughs> um, and as someone who grew up with a lot of Narnia and I think a lot of this stuff will come out, you know, when we start talking about mother and started very conservative and Christian and had that long kind of history with Narnia, seeing them deal with it in a very, um, irreverent and more kind of you know secular humanist sort of way is very interesting um it it does kind of suffer a bit from you can tell it's adapted from books and that they kind of jump episode to episode you can be like oh wow it's like this like two weeks went by or like they tend to kind of for something that is very episodic, like very serialized it does kind of take some pretty hefty jumps where sometimes you're like oh i would i would sit through another episode of resolving this death of a demigod or whatever (laughs) you know but uh it's again. I I I'm excited to watch the third season on the TiVo and get it like week to week because I tend to just like cram it.
2: They've been advertising that really hard on Facebook. It's been target like they've targeted ads to me like a lot. Like yeah. every day these past couple weeks, it's mm-hmm. been magicians. The magicians are coming out new season. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I'm like. I haven't heard of this. What is
3: it?
1: Like, Everyone I know keeps talking about the show and it, it sounds like it was written just for me and yet yeah. I still have not watched it. So yeah. that's definitely the next thing. Netflix. I'm
3: yeah, I did get down a couple episodes into that first season. You're going to be like, Oh, okay. It's like, you're like, and I think people have, don't realize that like, they should just have a, an ad for a sci-fi channel. That's like sci-fi. We say fuck now, like that should just be there, because I was kind of surprised on uh, like the level of the just the language and the like suggestive like dryad nudity. Well, except Um, male and
0: female. Farscape
1: was sci-fi's first real show, and that show was very adult too. They just kind of got away from it, I think.
0: And I've also heard there might be less or more uncensored things in the Netflix version than what actually plays, plays on, the on the television. Yeah, yeah. So
3: maybe, mm. you know, hold out for Netflix. We'll see. This will be my first time watching it actually from sci-fi. But.
0: Cool. <sighs> yeah, yeah um, get the we've better, had, get we've the had, better uh, version
2: uh, on not sci-fi. That sounds like a great marketing ploy. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we've had quite a few people come on and that's been their way they've been doing. And it's funny how it's, it's never been like, yeah, and it's okay. It's either like uh, it's the worst show I've ever seen and I hate yeah. it so much or it's phenomenal. <laughs> So yeah. it just makes we've me want to watch it more. Sides. Yeah, we've gotten both many times. So yeah. it's interesting. One of these you get someone. To say, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I, did, yeah.
1: I watched the pilot when it first airs, and I was like, eh, not for me. But now that so many of my friends yeah. have said it's really good, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit it. we have been trying. That speaking with of, Man. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you do? We need to move on. on. We need to move oh, on. Right, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're ruining my okay, transition. Do you like segues? Well, fuck them. Right, yeah, I had a
0: great right. segue of speaking of like divisive things. Redo it. No, no, it's it's dead now. It's dead. What is dead may never die. So mother or mother. I don't know how to pronounce it when the first letter isn't capitalized. I that's, get that. You, it you makes got sense. it right, though. I think you got it yeah, right. i read right. into that exclamation, exclamation point, point. though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. So it's mother. mother. Yeah, I'm in the camp of mother. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how it is referred to from here on out. Uh, and if you don't say that, you have to redo it. Uh, I'm kidding. Please don't do that. Uh, all right. So Mother is a movie that came out earlier last year. You got to redo it, man. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh it came out earlier last year. I didn't really keep any of the numbers cuz we all know that it tanked. It tanked really really badly and it hurt Paramount a whole bunch. I uh, can't imagine why. Yeah, and I work at the Paramount lot. and People were very upset about this one. Um and it's interesting because Paramount leaned into the like the storm, which I'm not sure if you guys followed it, but it was really interesting hmm. where uh after the first like week of reviews came out and it was horrible fucking like user reviews and really good critic reviews and people just all across the board on it they released a new poster that was split down the middle of half of it was pretty Jennifer Lawrence face the other half was beat up as fuck Jennifer Lawrence face and it had both sets of reviews of terrible and great and it's like
2: I remember that poster and I yeah, loved it that was a pretty I, cool poster I yeah. thought that was
0: pretty phenomenal it kind of reminded me of like Trey Parker and Matt Stone who did that with Basketball they just posted all the terrible reviews and it's <laughs> like <laughs> like wow okay just lean into it um, but yeah so it did not do well nobody like some people saw it some a lot of people didn't and a lot of people saw it hated it and I just want to do a real quick hot take around the table before we get into our 30 second breakdown uh, so all of us would just say our gut reaction just as short as seemingly possible I loved it John? I'm pretty middle of
1: the road
4: it's exhausting but it's for me it's well worth to watch it
1: Okay. would have made a really good short film not so great a movie
3: uh,
0: loved it people are going to be writing college papers about it for years perfect okay uh, let me pull up a timer here and we're going to do our breakdown 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 Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I love the worried oh god's we got oh, this. god. <laughs> yeah, break this down in 30 seconds. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds of mother.
1: <laughs> well, it has no plot, so.
0: Or does it? It has oh, every it plot. Has so it <laughs> is all the plots. <laughs> all the plot. <laughs> uh, Johnny, are you ready to do this? Uh, no. Does but it ha- we're going to try. Help you to see a timer or not. <laughs> see a timer? Uh, let's
3: yeah. Okay.
0: Let's right. I, I, I can, think I can, not. I can turn it away. <laughs> um <It's> away. Historically, <laughs> the people who don't look do fail. I'm just letting you know. That's a for
4: the camera though.
0: Yeah. Just letting you know. Okay. Yeah,
3: I, well, let's see how far I get right. into this.
0: Mother, in 30 <laughs> seconds. Here we go, 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 uh,
3: A lady catches fire. There's a magical gem. Uh, hey, look, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence uh, is building a house. Her husband is a poet-creative type who is not doing well creatively. Uh, a guy shows up at their house, and then his wife, and then their sons, and then one kills the other. And then there's a wake, and the wake goes crazy, and Jennifer Lawrence says, get out of my house. So, at that point... Um, Writer, write something magical, they have a baby, oh my god, and chaos, riot, Jesus, death, fire, and it all starts over again. Hey, that was really good. That was awesome. Yeah, I can't I, I I yeah. Okay, good. All Damn, right. I rehearsed that in the
0: shower like five times. No. Nope. Not, not at all. It's funny how little 30 seconds actually it's is. It's not a lot of time. Yeah, we used to do 20 seconds, so imagine that. Oh, God. Everyone failed. <laughs> that's why we moved back to 30. All right, so that's that. I, this is one of the few ones where it's like, where do we start on this thing? I, I honestly think the best place to start with this is just your entry point, which would be Jennifer Lawrence. Um, She's pretty. She's very pretty. The movie reminds you of that constantly. Um,
1: her hair. <gasps> that's why I was hair telling Brian last night. Those
4: are extensions. It's beautiful. That's not all her hair. I, I know, but her <laughs>
1: hair is the, you know. Her hair extensions
4: yeah. <laughs> are are beautiful. I don't
0: understand that. I don't understand how you can tell that you
4: can much... sew hair into your head, and that just... makes no sense to me. You oh, just...
0: oh I, I've watched it slowly
3: happen to actresses. For the way, the way you worded that, sounded like so a I'm... horror film. Yeah, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> um, I it took me a second to know this is more of a cinematography thing, but I and I know that it's pivotal to the cinematic understanding of the entire movie. But the like. Always steady cam on her. Always like we're all—it's her world. It is one hundred percent her total. world. And that got—I—I kind of hate movies that stay in that steady cam world, particularly yeah. when we're always looking at her on the same lens at the same height. Even with all the tracking shots through the house, I would almost wait, like point the camera at something else, just so I can see like a different lens or a different height. Yeah. Just because that to me, as the story's building, and I could tell it was there for a story point of view, but I just wanted, you know, I, I and again, I got it because yeah. shit goes off the rails, but like that first 20 minutes of just like Jennifer Lawrence face on like an 85, yeah. like right at face level got a little bit kind of, and she does a great job and yeah. she's a beautiful like subject for that. And so much of the story plays out and in, in that frame, but I was just cinematically got slightly tired of that. Which was uh, quickly rectified later.
0: But. I mean, yeah, they, they moved past it, but I I, I do think, it's kind of like what you're saying, I do think it was motivated,
4: yeah. so I think it yeah. works, it, it, mm-hmm.
0: but it does kind of, it, it does get a little grinding. I, I think.
4: definitely felt it the, when we saw it in theaters.
0: It didn't bother um, me as much. It
4: bothered uh-huh. me at the beginning, but then I got used to it. Yeah. It's just, to me, it was another reason that I call this movie exhausting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there is no moment of, like, clarity or jokes or whatnot, like. There's none of that. And normally
2: no, and normally yeah, it's the motivation that yeah. helped that 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 thing work it for me. Oh, yeah. It was done on yeah. purpose. Yeah, 100%. and it was done with like a logic that I could I could discern within those like 20 minutes or sure. so. Sure. So it worked for me and, and a lot of times that technique doesn't. I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" And if I if I'm asking it, like 20 30 minutes in it's like, "Well, you're just doing it to yeah. be mm-hmm. a dick." Well, but this worked.
0: For me, it's one of those things where uh, in the theater it bothered me more because theater's a lot harder to escape like yeah. the. the The image is the size of the moon, and you can't really look away from it ever, but at home, those sorts of things don't really ever bother me as much, Mm. because I can always just like, oh, this is kind of a grinding shot. I can look at my rat who's in the room with me, or my phone, or something like that. It's it's funny, because it it kind of destroys the artistic intent of why they did that, Mm because to make sure you can't look away, and make sure you can't get out of it, which is why I'm always see every movie in theaters that you can because it's better but yeah. it, it is kind of interesting why because i didn't even really pick up on it on my second viewing because i have that capability of looking away
4: Oh, i I'm thought gonna... i complained about it to you after we got out of it
0: you did and well i agreed with you after the yeah. theater i just it didn't really notice at all when we watched it last night oh, that's a that's,
2: okay, a, sorry. Yeah. that's an interesting point point. and yeah you're right it diminishes because for that those 20 30 minutes i also was looking away and distracted yeah because it's like at a certain point it was like my eyes were just tired like not exhausted per se but it's like i'm kind of done looking at you <laughs> no, I'm done looking at you you're beautiful Jennifer but I'm yeah, going to look g- away from I get moment. it like, I just want to see what that door looks like I like I'm that's so... a nice door and it's
3: a gorgeous house like yeah. if, gorgeous if, house. if the house if house is story if house is character yeah. like the production design and particularly in a very so much of it is very minimalistic uh-huh. l- lending itself to kind of this this is a bigger this isn't about the couch this isn't about right. the crown molding but like well so you pull the house out of Days of Heaven and you're like I want to
2: see that house yeah
1: I'm also sort of fascinated by the process of it all because you don't need time for setups. You need time for blocking. You need time oh, for yeah. lighting. But you don't have inserts. You don't have coverage. you, you The steady cam up, it's just, there he goes. I, and I just sort of think that would be so such an interesting production to be a part of. As far as to what the priority, the priority is completely shifted on a set like that, which is really interesting.
3: Having done some found footage, though, everyone always thinks, oh, this goes quicker. Mm -hmm. Like, I've heard so many people try Uh, to pitch the found, like, oh, yeah, but you have to rehearse so much more
0: to get that. I've been on a found footage film that thought it was cheaper and easier, (sighs) and it did not go well. Check out Knock Knock 2. It's a doozy. I mean, anyone who's (laughs) ever
1: set up a tracking shot knows that shit is not easy. yeah.
0: Um, but we're kind of dancing around a little bit, so I kind of want to talk about it. What do you guys think of the house? Did it make sense to anybody?
4: The house, you never, because you're only seeing it from her perspective, you're never getting a wide shot, really, per se. So especially for me, I was just like, I get the feeling that you definitely have these rooms that are in like a circle for the entryway and the stairs going upstairs, but then, when they walk around the house, it feels like a maze.
0: It really does because I
4: never really got a sense of exactly what the structure of the house was that was. on
1: purpose because I think so, getting, so. Yeah, I yeah think so. we keep yeah. getting told what an amazing house it is, but we never really see it. Well, for
0: me, it, it goes into what do you think the allegory of the movie actually is? Like, is the house the planet Earth, or is it just you know like a manifestation of Earth? Because then it kind of makes sense because if she's wandering from room to room, it's the whole planet. Mm. Um, or is it just a really crazy house? Because if you look at it just like top down, they show it like once, it's just a circle. So it feels like it should make sense very easily. Yeah. But then when they start moving through it, it makes no sense. Well,
3: I think one of the big takeaways for me about the movie and I think the divisiveness of it and and I think the what I think will be the longevity of it once we get out of this, like what happened at the box office, is I don't know if there's an allegory. I feel like there are five allegories stacked yeah, more than on one, top sure. of each other. So the house is, is I think you could say is that there's a direct correlation that the house is Jennifer Lawrence, like that they sure. are yeah. the same thing and they are at odds with each other. The house communicates with her. Like the house is the child before the child. Like the, the there there's so many things there that anyone that I think lean leans one way, like this is definitively the allegory of this movie about X, Y, or Z anyone else. And I think that's why so many folks from a religious perspective love that. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of yes. And like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And if you can make your case, then sure. It's about celebrity. It's about God. It's about a thousand different things. It's
2: asking you in any one of those versions that you believe in, or that you believe in the movie. It's also asking you to disagree with it. Mm -hmm. It's asking you to entertain thoughts that you're not going to agree with. And it's also going to contradict a lot of things that play into that. Because even with any of those tenets, it also breaks those rules in there, too. It's it's not 100%. You can't 100% yeah. be one.
0: Well, it's interesting to me because Jennifer Lawrence on her press junket mentioned a lot how it's about the Bible and how it's, you know, like allegories from the Bible. Like, and a lot of those are very obvious. And just, like, once you know it, it's hard to ignore, like, the Adam and Eve thing, the Cain and Abel thing. Like, it's very, yeah. like, the flood. Like, it's all very clear. And I yeah. think the main reason why we as like a general audience of all kind of attached that it is only about the Bible is because that's mostly what she was telling us. And that could have just been her mindset for her character <coughs> to get through the movie. And that's what worked right. for her. But I agree with you. I think there's more than just the Bible thing going on. Cause oh, like yeah. the, the yellow medicine that she's drinking, that's not from the Bible at all. Yeah. No. That's like the, a the, Swedish like poem thing that he pulled. And from. also like it's, the, 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 I the could cyclical, be wrong on Swedish, but it's a foreign, the, not American. Yeah.
2: The cyclical nature too is also not a Christian thing. Right. Christian, uh, Buddhist, yeah, it's very Buddhist. Which also, if you're going to the Christian angle, that breaks it. That like yeah. this doesn't work. The 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 thing breaks down. And then if you're also doing the Christian viewpoint, it's also which tenet of that are you? Are you Catholic with the Mary as the deity? You know, or like she, yeah. she's she's elevated, or are you doing a much more like Presbyterian one where it's like she's not? Then you're going to disagree. It's not going to immediately fit. But the movie is also malleable, where you can find those things and kind of yeah. tuck them in in areas.
3: And I I feel like part of it was like the Aronofsky I saw it as this movie largely as a reaction to the reaction to Noah
1: where (laughs) people were
3: like he was like I'm gonna take this story that has a lot going on and try to comment on it and we have such a weird like child's toy cartoon beard Noah idea in our heads Mm. that people couldn't divorce themselves he's like okay fine I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own (sighs) myth and I'm gonna talk about all of these things that I feel about and I'm just going to jam all this stuff in here. And then you guys like talk about it. Like the fact that we're doing this it's somewhere, he's doing a little dance that we're talking <laughs> about his movie uh, because I think that's, and yeah. So I think there are, are kind of McGuffany or, or kind of red herringy like the medicine where it's like, right, yeah. you can't, because I went in again, having been told not even from a press jacket sense, but by all of my friends being like, Hey buddy, what do you think about this movie? I'm a, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> Um, I went in looking like, okay, so what are we looking for here? And I think that first act, like there's stuff like, why is Ed Harris mentioned? Like he's a doctor, he's working on a project, like these things that ultimately your mind kind of wants to fixate on, but also like that could mean something it could not. So I think he gives you this, some of this information and some of these images just to kind of disrupt the, like, this isn't going to easily fit into one worldview that you're going to try to force onto it
2: it also kind of is aggressively against nitpicking a, a thing that kind of we do in fandom is like specifics mm-hmm. like they wear this scarf because that's how it has to be and it's like well he, they call him a doctor because that's that has to mean something it's like no it doesn't have to
4: yeah it's very force awakens of everybody <laughs> mm. yeah well there there, there, yeah. there is
2: an element that we kind of do that with some of our movies and things where we have to ascribe a meaning it has to be an icon to something and we're very into that and it doesn't like this movie kind of aggressively pushes against that in the beginning at least yeah
1: I would say it's more so in a movie like this where this is clearly an art piece. It's not very plot driven. It's definitely an art film. Yeah, yeah and, and so it's natural to look for meaning because this movie, everything means something because it's artsy and that that at least is how I... Well, it was
2: weird because I didn't start looking for those meanings until the things start kicking off and mm-hmm. get like kind of that halfway point whereas this, like in the beginning I was still very kind of watching it, seeing what was going on, trying to feel the movie out and I like that made it Improved that beginning for me more. Yeah. It was like, yeah. the details didn't matter as much. It was like, what is this making you feel? What is, what is percolating up there?
3: Yeah. My, it's so funny. Cause I definitely engaged more with the movie as it started, like after the wake and like, and once I started to see it, like kind of open out of the, like, you know, um,
0: home invasion kind of standard, Yeah, just yeah.
3: standard. Oh, this is an indie movie in a house. Then we're never going <laughs> to yeah. leave the house the more it got off the rails, the more that I latched onto it to the point where like, by the time they got upstairs, I'm like, oh, we're eating this baby. Like, yeah. by the time we get upstairs, I had seen the yeah. third act, not in some, like, Sherlock-y sort of way, yeah. but I knew where the movie was going, Oh yeah. and that's I just got the most enjoyed, enjoyed the ride this the is, whole way down.
1: This is so fascinating that you say that, because that's where I lost interest in the movie, but for the exact same fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as soon as I was just like, okay, I see where this is going, I completely disengaged from it. I was like, yeah. I, it's only I can see every single thing that's about to happen in this movie. It's just gonna keep getting worse. These People are going to keep taking. The baby's going to end up getting eaten. It was just sort of like, and I mean, I didn't, you know, predict every single moment, but it was sort of like, oh, okay, I see where we're going, eh, you know. And, but well, yeah. I'm a very plot-driven person. We all know that. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Well, it's, it's just interesting because, yeah, that that seems to be where people are going to get the most divisive because yeah. you start falling into you what you know, well, like especially well, when it, it starts getting into those themes that you're familiar with that you've tread in your mind so many times. Well, especially with something like religion because, I mean, like be it Buddhist or whatnot, I mean, Buddhist,
0: Christianity, whatever it is in this thing, like, most of us will come into this with some idea of what all these themes are about that we've heard yeah. since we were kids, and here's a movie that's going to do it completely differently. Yeah. So, like, it's going to push back against what you want. So it's tough oh. to really try to get into a story as a movie when it's disagreeing with everything you've ever been told it's at the really, same time. It's
4: really, for me, just because I want to get in here... Um, <laughs>
0: She did a motion of, like, kicking open doors, just
5: so you know.
4: You're <laughs> not come. They never had a good entry point. Uh, when I was going to this movie, I didn't really know what to expect either. Uh, I, from the posters, I was just like, okay, they're referencing... Uh, I'm forgetting the frickin' movie. The mo- baby movie. Rosemary's Rosemary, Baby. Because okay. uh, clearly the Rosemary's Babies they use that poster. Uh, and I tried to get a friend to go with us. Uh, Who's a fan of the podcast? I won't name her in case she doesn't want anyone to know. Uh, but she specifically told me, "No, I don't want to see that shit. That looks like high. That looks like film school art mm. asshole shit." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. You don't like Aronofsky. <laughs> I mean, it,
1: it. But Aronofsky knows how to do film school shit right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: and uh, honestly, I feel like that's how a lot of people just felt about this movie, where they judged it that way before they even mm. saw it." Because especially with the escapism that everyone wants right now, this movie is not about escapism. It's the exact opposite of escapism. And when I was watching it, I didn't know that it was immediately supposed to be about the Bible. I definitely got hints of that. But with the being able to see art in many different ways, it was also about the female experience, which I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. online talked Mm -hmm. about. Uh, And then for me, specifically, Brian hates this allegory. It's the internet.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll have someone who's really
4: excited about it, like, it's gonna change we should bring everyone together, it's going to be great. And then you have the other person going, No, people kinda suck. I just wanna be alone Mm. And then you throw them all on the internet, hashtag Twitter, and some people will be nice. And then everybody else just wants to tear it down. Well, it's oh. it's
2: like uh, Tickling, where at first it's really fun and like funny. And you're like, I can't, this is great. And then you're like, oh, God, stop. It's horrible. Oh God, it's it's awful. You're all shooting
4: each yeah. other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, there's so
3: many great like just individual moments in the movie. And the one I loved, is I think it's during the wake, uh, when they're all at the house, of the guy who starts talking to her and then starts hitting on her. Mm -hmm. And then by the end is just calling her like a twat. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's like
4: Tinder. Oh, Hey, look, it's (laughs) the,
3: yeah. And again, like, Oh, here, here's something outside of anything religious is about like the female experience now and on the internet. And because again, there's people, she's constantly trying to deal with this dude who's getting weird and creepy and aggressive. And right behind her, there's some people like jumping on that counter. Yeah, And so she's constantly like, and, and I just, I love that, that that little moment was able to speak to something very true about modern society with all this other shit going on.
4: Yeah. that's There's so many moments in the film where I, why I find I really enjoy this movie, but it's hard for me to even actually use the word enjoyment and why I say exhausting because every time I'm just like, I've experienced this in some form. I know what you're doing. I mean, she's got a husband that sucks, and luckily I don't have a husband that sucks. I I did. (laughs) I've had had boyfriends that have sucked, and I've experienced those emotions. I've actually had a party where I did burst out and go, everyone get out, (laughs) and screaming at the top of my lungs, which you, at that moment, you feel like shit, but you desperately just want everyone to get out, no matter how much you you don't care that they're going to hate you afterwards because you don't want to look at their face and i could relate to that moment so well and and then as the movie just goes i was just like i desperately just want to jump into it and be like just get out of the house i know he won't let you live <laughs> i know this is kind of like a birdcage in a way because it is cylindrical mm. especially with the sequence when michelle pfeiffer is circling her in the middle of the entryway mm, right. and it is such a trap for her, and you just want to help her get out. But if she is the planet Earth, she can't leave because then she can't just go out into space. Well, yeah. the, the one
0: the one allegory that I've heard that I really it's kind so of enjoy cool. is that she is not the planet; that she is
2: life, and the house is the planet Earth. So yeah. if she leaves, life is leaving Earth.
0: Uh, That's yeah, why she never leaves in like, <laughs> well, like the doorway.
2: Well, I like that. There's one element, one one moment where she's like, "Let's just be together and be by ourselves and be quiet." Like there was this, like this simple moment where she was just pleading for him to stay. Yeah, and I was like. Someone who's a little bit more introverted, more of a homebody. It's like when you do too many things, it, and this is just a very generic metaphor, but like you want that piece of just, it's just us. Mm-hmm. Kind of a centralized, like have a moment. And it's also like saying, hey, <laughs> a moment could be good.
4: And that's a very much commentary on the internet for me because it would be like, if we're sharing everything on Facebook or Twitter, then what the hell even matters? You don't get anything for yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's supposed to and what's beautiful about it is I think people want to ascribe these grand allegories to her but I also saw very much that she is a like a just like the female experience she is a I saw her a lot of our relationship with God as far as like I want my piece of it. I saw weirdly a lot of my relationship with my mother which was interesting mm-hmm. as so it kind of even breaking out of gender stereotypes because I had a mother who uh in a very Javier Bardem sort of way always wanted more people to kind of deal with. She was very like first wave feminist. I want a job to the point where like when I was a kid, she started a d- childcare in our house. Like one 3 kids weren't enough. She had to have like 10 <sighs> and then she worked for like the girls club and then there was always like 30 kids around and even at church and and all of a sudden someone's like, "Well, her parents are getting a divorce and his mom's addicted to heroin. And I'm like, I just, I'm not good at soccer. And I don't like that. And (laughs) sometimes you just want the attention from that person who's supposed to be very important to you. And they're like, yeah, but these people need me. And, and so like, there were some very like individual specific moments in that, that I was like, oh man, this were, this is me and my mom. I'm like, that's not something I ever thought I would ascribe to the movie, but it hit me in a way that I haven't seen that that specific feeling committed to film in a way that this movie was able to pull off,
2: and then even when you flip that around, where it's like just relationships with our mothers, and where we demand so much, she essentially gives us everything, mm-hmm. and we don't, you know, we just take, take, take. And so, as as someone with many siblings, and you know, I'm starting my own family, it's like, you've wow. started, well, started, you're um, continuing, <laughs> continuing. But as someone with his own family, like I'm now away from, like I'm no longer with my parents. And that's, we're different now. But like, I took, I just took everything, you know, in, in a manner of speaking that this that movie really kind of did that in a neat way. I think.
1: Did all you guys see your moms in this? I did not, no. Okay, me neither. I, I yeah. didn't see my mom. Okay, all right. Didn't, I didn't see... I, can I, didn't, t- I, t- I didn't know I can see see that was
0: that a that common... No, no I, I could
2: see that correlation. Like, that totally makes sense.
0: It my just, mom that was did... more not, controlling okay. in my house. Not necessarily
2: a mother yeah. figure, so much as what, like, I took from that relationship. It's like, I just took. I was always taking, mm. sort of in the way that, like, everyone's taking from her in this house. And I recognize a, a pattern of behavior that was... Mm in that so not necessarily like the mom it's like hey mom I saw you in this movie it's more like I saw what I did
0: no that's I fine how I just I didn't know if yeah. that
1: was if I was the only one who didn't no, no. have a mom right. yeah okay the
0: the one thing we really haven't talked that much about that I think really needs to be talked about is Javier Bardem or Bardem or how you pronounce his last name I'm mm-hmm. always a little bit off
1: he's the selfish
4: artist
0: he is but he's also most definitely God like he's yeah. one of the ones yeah. where it's like I, I know there's a lot of different like ways you can take a lot of things in this movie I see him a little bit more cut and dry personally. I mean, feel free to disagree, but uh, especially just you go to the credits. He's the only character who has a capitalized name. Like, yeah, everyone oh. else is lowercase, oh, but him. And it's him. Draw. Him. He, is also, capitalized. he also
2: refers to him in the, the way that the Bible refers to God. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. or I Yeah. I am I. And like he he re- uses the language of the Bible to refer yeah. to
0: himself. So like whatever the rest of the movie is, it can be a billion different things, and I love it for that. I might disagree with the internet thing, but I love that people can take that out of there. He I, I, for Harvey Birdman, I don't think there's much wiggle room because uh, the whole time I'm watching it is like he is the he is orchestrating all of this at all times, and whether or not you think that he created Michelle Pfeiffer or just created a situation for her to show up, it's still just him pushing this thing forward at all times with no regard for anyone around him, which I think is kind of an interesting take on God. Oh yeah, it's 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 not Morgan Freeman.
3: No, certainly. Um, and yeah, and I think it's great to see the complexity of all of the different permeations of God and, and in almost the Dr. Manhattan way where he can just not see us at all Yeah, for, you know, the, the tree for the forest and, and take joy out of, or to contemplate on suffering and all those kind of, yeah. And he, because even when, you know, he's taking that baby outside and she's nodding off, you know, he, in in some ways he kind of has to like, yeah, And there's a tragedy wrapped up in that. And you're like, God, why not? Or like, can we just be alone for a second? Which is all of our kind of existential, like, we want that slice of whatever else is happening in the world for us. But also, like, the world. It's that really (laughs) stupid logic flaw of like, well, there's people starving in Africa. Um, But he manages to capture that, I think, in the performance of the weird, like, not even do, like, the infinite complexity and variation of, and the things he just gets irate at yeah, mm. out of nowhere. And you're just like, whoa, like
0: it's, it, I think his performance is phenomenal in this movie. I, I love him in it and it, it's, and I love him for how much I hate him. And I think it's kind of, it's interesting because I didn't really hate him my first time through the first time through is not necessarily on his side, but I could see why he was doing everything. Like it kind of made sense in like the, as you said the force of the trees it's, it's kind of like he's taking care of his whole creation and she's just part of it so i was like okay i can kind of get it and then my second time through i'm like no i kind of hate him the whole way through cuz like yeah. he's by trying to control everything he's controlling nothing and he's just fucking the whole thing up and he still thinks that he's doing the right thing the whole way through he loves everyone he loves them all for coming he loves them all despite of them killing his baby like and it's like if you take it more on like the story point of view it's like he is fucking horrible yeah And she's just really trying to make
3: like a really nice paint color for that house. Like she's doing a lot of real hard work to give them a nice place (laughs) to be together. Yeah. And he doesn't care that people are painting just with a roller over the thing that she very carefully kind of gave to him as a gift. Yeah. It's,
1: Oh, sorry. I'm making a face because, like, while you were talking about him, the lowercase letters and the uppercase letters thing, I had a fucking epiphany. Oh. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, (laughs) So, because we were talking before the podcast about, like, uh, how everyone said, it's Mother Earth, it's Mother Earth, it's Mother Earth. So, I don't know about everyone else, but when I went into this movie, I already knew that was the big allegory. So, I didn't really feel like I had a chance to decide for myself what this movie was about because I kind of already had that expectation. But I just realized I found my own fucking um, allegory Ooh. with what you said. In the kink community, um, a dom- dominant is referred to in all uppercase letters and submissive is always lowercase. Mm-hmm. Um, he acts like a fucking asshole dom is what he is. And she's his gentle submissive. And then yeah. he invites all his buddies over for a gangbang without negotiating it with her first. Yeah. So I've that's what I see in this
4: movie. Yeah, actually, the moment for me... The anger leads to sex in TV and film is always a Yikes. a slippery slope in my mind. Sure, Because uh, spec- no means
2: no. And
0: Specifically, like not a- when she's a- trying to, to
4: go away, he grabs her arm and she starts yelling no.
2: Which is kind of great <laughs> that they do it on the stairs, which are, yeah. are themselves yeah. kind of a weird slippery slope.
4: I'm, I've never been a fan of that. A little
2: more literal. <laughs> you can yeah.
4: have me on your side when mutual people are like angry and they start hitting each other and then they start making out i'm like okay because then it's kind of organic but when one of them's trying to leave the situation yeah, sure. and then the other one stops yeah. them well, there's I'm a like, difference between... this is not romantic now
1: <laughs> there's a difference between sexual assault and rape and consensual non-consent yeah. which is what you've negotiated right. ahead of time that you're going yeah. to say no they make it back. look like yeah. she was
4: really into it it's the same yeah. thing that they did in uh gone with the wind where she's yeah. all hunky-dory in the morning and i'm like he just kind of forced himself on her.
3: Oh, <laughs> the, oh he definitely did. <laughs> In both. Best version of that. Uh, history of violence. Which oh, I yeah. think has got a very, like, that, those are two people who are working out, even wordlessly, which, again, from the community, like, hey, words, guys, use yeah. them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that is a much more balanced, but weirdly, and I think playing into him as God, like let's go to Zeus and the Immaculate Conception and all of these other things like, hey, like there's not really consensual God sex. In, like, <laughs> as a cultural idea, if God oh, have uh, sex except with her, him, he's gonna do the it. The Magician, season Mary three, coming Jesus. to sci fi. <laughs> no, I'm um, sorry, uh, but uh,
4: Mary never said yes. Mary just woke up one morning and watched sure. a very good and point. an angel
3: shows up and goes, Oh, hey, by the way,
1: um, <laughs> well, our, the whole religion is based on a really fucked up scenario. Yep, yeah.
0: most religions are.
1: That's
4: true. <laughs> That's why I say God is not perfect, and then a lot of people get mad at me. <laughs>
0: That's a discussion for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what haven't we hit on this movie? I feel like there's a l- so much to talk about that it's kind of tough to talk about it all. The rest of the cast. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. there are. Gleason, so oh, yeah. and I main characters.
4: And then you have the rest of the cast, which, you know, Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, uh-huh. and then all, like, Sodom and Gomorrah and all this stuff that happens. And. Yeah. I mean, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is so, she's great. so good. Like, sh- I hated her. You talk about how you hated yeah. him. Yeah, in the second right. viewing, I hated her even more. In the second viewing, she plays the worst manifestation of Eve I've ever seen. She's yeah. selfish. She's intrusive. She doesn't listen when someone says no, <laughs> and she just goes in and breaks things.
0: I, I have a, a thing about that, and I, I think this. I think there's a very intentional reason why she's so fucking shitty.
4: Yeah. And I
0: think it's a lot of. I think she's a personification of what white men think about like not all white men but that sounds terrible. But like the, the, all white men. <laughs> the like the white men treatment of women from like the super religious like the women are always the failed ones. They're created from men's ribs. Like they're just like they're always the lesser. And because of the lesser they're just as unimportant and annoying and they made Michelle Pfeiffer right. that personification she's a drunk
4: who talks about how you need to make sure you can still have sex
0: yeah who you need to have (laughs) sex you need to be desirable you need to make babies you need to be a tool for the man and that is all she's telling him to do and it's that perfect like representation of the worst idea that people still have to this day about women Mm -hmm. and i think she nailed it like perfect but because of that you hate her so much and it's just like when she like shows off her underwear to Jennifer Lawrence, like you gotta stay sexy, and I love that Jennifer Lawrence, like in the beginning is just so passive aggressive, like oh yeah, here's your mat- your lighter, I'm gonna put it behind your dresser, I'm gonna <laughs> drop your underwear behind the washing machine. It's just like, it's so like effective, but just kind of annoying. And That's I, why I I'm just...
4: always losing things. Planet Earth is messing with
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Earth doesn't like you. Um, you went to zoo school, now you're in the film industry. How dare you?
1: <laughs> Don't me. Okay, that's a conversation <laughs> yeah. I want to have later. <laughs> but
0: it's true. Uh, but it, its it, I think it's really interesting. I, I love Michelle Pfeiffer for doing it. I always love Michelle Pfeiffer, but she plays that role so well that I never want to meet her. Because if she's <laughs> like, like that, I'm just going to be horrified of her at all I times. Want her, yeah. I
4: want to meet different versions of Michelle Pfeiffer. And there's,
3: such an, there's an interesting dynamic there. Um, as someone who is recently married and knows that we're not going to have pursue having children that that's right. not something that we're doing. The the there she captures that kind of the slightly older woman telling you how things are and how they're going to be. Mm. And 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 the funny thing is, you see the three other women who go through this process, and you can imagine that happening to each and every one of them of this imprinting, this generational imprinting of like, oh, you just just you wait. Oh like, God, this they is love gonna, to do that shit. They oh, love to say you change laugh. your mind. Yeah. Oh, like oh, it's gonna yeah like you're gonna the and and she captures that and in, and in, in also in, in an eve sort of way of that like the possession of the knowledge of good and evil like possession yeah. of like yeah. here's this i'm gonna use worldly knowledge as like a force that i'm gonna keep pressuring and pushing on you when she just like i want to have a nice house and maybe we'll have a baby and maybe we'll have like a you
0: know yeah it was a. I don't know why this reminded me of it. I was gonna bring it up earlier, and then we got sidetracked. But the, when you say we just want to have a house and just kind of live our own life, I think it was really interesting to. It's totally off topic from Michelle Pfeiffer, but I think it was really interesting to date the movie to make it modern day.
3: Oh yeah, first cell phone comes out. Yeah, like, like
0: that was like it. It was a really interesting choice, and I'm sure there's reason behind it that I didn't quite fully grasp. But it was like I thought that was not odd, but it was just kind of like oh, I thought this movie was to be more like timeless. Like well, it was never going to fully state
4: for Jennifer Lawrence, she never touches technology.
0: No, she doesn't. Neither does Harvey Dean. ever. Yeah. Like he leaves the house, but like you never see him in a car. You never see him with a phone, like the exception of the lighter. haha, Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, the lighter is
4: still mechanical. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not like not re- she also gets rid of it for, for the time. Right? Yeah, she. So, yeah.
0: But yeah, I thought that was just kind of interesting. That I thought it was a kind of a cool idea to mm-hmm. s- to actually place it in a
2: time instead of mm-hmm. just make it this like ethereal.
4: And, oddness
2: um, and I think and, that's gonna help us project modern things like the internet thing onto it like yeah, yeah totally and, and that's the point of it I think yeah you could totally be right but anyhow we were talking about Michelle Pfeiffer and
0: uh, uh, Dominic Gleason
4: Domahol, Domahol Gleason he's got a hard name for me he does uh, I again like with Michelle Pfeiffer I adore him
5: He's, he's so good. He's great. He yeah.
4: loses himself in every oh, totally. role. Totally. Yeah. Even when he's playing the shmarmy guy in Star Wars right now, <laughs> yeah. his schmarm is amazing. But, but you
0: also, go from but, oh, sorry, but you go from this movie to General Hux. It's two completely, oh, uh, completely different. And then you characters.
1: look at his character in the Revenant or the Revenant. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't. Different. They're all different. I yeah. didn't
2: recognize him in this and at first because you know, of his performance. I was like, yeah. that, that looks like Don Hogleyson, but it can't be. He's so different. I actually want to see Peter Rabbit now.
4: Yeah. As <laughs> um. Cain, because Cain kills Abel, right? Yeah. yeah. I always worry I'm like, mixing that up. I loved his representation of Cain mm-hmm. because he's being smited. He's not the favorite son. And just like in the Bible where he apparently loves, in the Bible, Cain loves his brother so much that in order to appease God in his sacrifice, he feels like he has to sacrifice his brother. He feels that that's what God wants because he's asking him to be like, sacrifice your most valued and well, the Bible, and, he offers
2: vegetables, and Abel does the uh, lamb. And, yeah, I know, yeah. but
4: it turns out to be wrong, because he's supposed to sacrifice the thing he loves the most. Uh, and they reference that when, after he kills his brother, and they're all like, how could you do this? How could you do this? And then when uh, um, him comes in, he yells, this is your fault. For just, it's an easy thing to, to miss, but you, he, he yells that at, I keep forgetting the actor's name. Him. Harris? no oh, oh, Javier you... Uh, he's like this is your fault he yells at for a spark moment where it's just like he's yelling at God this is your fault and it's true because in the story it definitely is God's fault because he didn't really communicate very well <laughs> <And> <laughs> I back. think and I and then he comes back for his wallet and he just goes he left you alone you're alone here yeah. and then he leaves the door he closes the door and says good luck
0: that was amazing yeah. the, oh,
3: good yeah. luck yeah.
4: <laughs> so like, fuck. I'd like
3: to, here's a weird honorable mention, but I think it needs to be kind of put out there because I think it's the only slight bit of like st- stunt casting towards the chaos is for Kristen Wigg, who I think oh, yeah. shows up. I still don't shows know what up, she represents. I think, but a it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a perfect kind of, she's a herald, but she's also like, I think very literally like the publicist. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, it's in that turn of chaos of like, we're promoting this thing and then it turns and then she's just very cavalierly shooting people in the head and like I think you do. yeah but but I mean to capture the idea of 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 this super well-intentioned thing and she's one of the first people to like let's get the word out let's do it and yeah. then to have her show up and just shooting people on the floor and yeah. to capture all of the complexities of nationalism and religion and 2000 years of oops, like, yeah. Hey, we <laughs> murdered a, a whole bunch of people. And I think she, she managed to bring that. And it's the first time there's this idea that i really 12 years of slave kind of ru- like ruined for me was like, I call it um, like ladies and gentlemen, Paul Giamatti where sure, like yeah. all of a sudden in a movie, <laughs> it's just like, and they show up and then they're gone. And I think she very specifically out of all of the other heralds and people and cultists that show up towards the end, she's very specifically this face that we grab onto. And I think that's where a lot of people's being like, oh, there's tones of celebrity and tones of like the elevation of these people only to have it all turn sideways. And I think... That was very smart casting, and I think she does a great job of capturing some of those really complex ideas in very small amounts of time.
2: And some good yeah. framing too, because you have to you have to find her. Like you don't immediately mm, see her, and yeah. she's obscured until she kind of pops into focus. Yeah, and you're like, oh my and god, every time you're like, wait, is that, that? Oh, that's Kristen Wiig. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. And this, she just like she just sticks up out of the crowd, like, oh, there you are. And it's like, oh, yeah. holy shit, there she is. I was. haven't read yeah.
4: anything about her being in the movie, but I wonder if like mm. he sought her out or if she sought Aronofsky out. Yeah, I, I honestly one of don't them know. Probably had to have chosen the other one for this. Yeah.
1: I did like her. I, I liked when she came in and started shooting people because I, <laughs> I didn't expect that. was the thing I didn't expect in the middle of all of this, but also, you know, violence.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked her character. Like, it was just interesting how, like, she was just so ready to not just go with the flow, but kind of try to steer the flow. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit's kind of going crazy. We want to start a book signing right now. And she brings everybody in. She starts the book signing. Yeah. And, like, every time that, like, it, the, the last third of this movie, we haven't really kind of mentioned it, but it, it's. It's completely fucking bonkers and it treats time as if it doesn't exist. Mm. Like yeah. time is operating completely different in the rooms that Jennifer Lawrence is not in. And like the best way to describe that is basically like so we have Chris and Wig doing a book signing, Jennifer Lawrence goes to a different room something horrible happens, she comes back to the same room and now Chris and Wig is shooting people on the floor and it's like what the fuck happened? Or and there's you-
4: a rave, or there's an East
0: oh, European yeah. brothel. Yeah, yeah. It, it just keeps changing. I
1: think when they set up, they set that up well, though, so that it wasn't too jarring. Because we we saw when we saw her like getting having stomach problems, and you could yeah. see like it set up a little bit of a mystical element that we were oh, totally. inside yeah. her and then she suddenly knew she was pregnant and all these. So it 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 didn't bother me too much that time had no meaning because we kind of it it was sort of like a freight train. It started with little things, and then it went 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 and got more weird and more surreal. Till but you were lost.
0: But I, I don't think I don't think it was a problem at all because mm-hmm. like the the time still works with Jennifer Lawrence. Like she starts yeah. going to labor, and then by the end of it, she's she's having the baby. So like yeah. time progresses normally for her, but for everybody else, it's just insane. Yeah, and uh, I I think it was just kind of interesting because the only real other point person you have behind besides Javier Bardem was Christian Wig, and she's just such a little part of it. But it is kind of cool that she yeah. just kind of pops up and then.
3: And I think that whole sequence very wonderfully, as we talked about, like layering allegory yeah. in, in a it's you know, there's the, the kind of the idea of, of any of your like Occupy movements of like your or, or any of your anarchist movements is like, oh, two years from now, you guys are starting a government like, yeah. you know, that that if you're talking about religion or government or just history itself, all of these revolutionary ideas start and eventually will have to suffer through that process of like. Someone's going to start a war or call the cops or like have women chained up. And I think particularly tying that specific image of her as all of these other things, deity included, um, and humanity and like, Oh God, how did we, and I think to speak to particularly like the Christian church's treatment of women over 2000 years, then I know that the modern church is really struggling with this right now. I thought it was a wonderful image to tie in there of like, you guys are also culpable with this and this riot. And like, like this is all because he wrote a poem like this all happened because he wrote a poem that people liked. And I think that was a wonderful sequence to pull in a lot of different layers of meaning and really give some nice specific things for people to kind of
0: chew on. And and it's a sequence that like I almost feel you need to watch a few times to fully Mm -hmm. kind of grasp everything that's going on in there because I've only seen it twice. And it's like the second time through, I picked up way more stuff than I did the first time through. And, like, little things. Like, I noticed, like, the, the women in cages, like, that part where they run by. And it's, like, it's blinking you miss it. But it's, yeah. like, women in like the, their little cages. And for some reason, the first time, I didn't realize they're all locked.
5: Oh, really? And, like, they,
0: they really oh. they hold on those locks to let you know that they are locked in with, like, brand new, straight from Lowe's, like, mm-hmm. golden locks. That might
4: it's- be a moment of divide between being a girl and a guy then because... I saw that immediately. Yeah, it very Especially well. Especially yeah. when the East European guy grabbed her and slammed her against the wall and started looking at her teeth oh, yeah. like she was a horse. Yeah. Oh just, yeah. Like, that these one. These men are just trading these women. Mm-hmm. Really and- works with my
1: BDSM theory. Guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, it's it's on because I obviously noticed that they were in cages, but I didn't notice like I, it was clearly intentional, like pristine locks. Yeah. Mm. And it was like I, there's little things like that throughout the entirety of it, and. And it's funny because we say the whole time, like, we just want her to leave. And then it's not until the last third that she actually wants to leave. And then nothing will let her leave. Yeah. Like, every time she gets near a window, the window explodes or Mm -hmm. somebody tackles her or worse. And it just keeps getting worse and worse.
4: That I didn't pick up on as much was the actual treatment of his poem. Uh, Because when they started doing the.
0: They turn it into the Bible.
4: Well, yeah. But when the whole process of it, when he starts the signing and then. Uh, Kristen Wig asked for, "Where's the original print? We want to show it." Yeah. And the priest guy says, "Oh, I have it." And she's like, "Okay, give it to me." And he's just like, "No." And yeah. then in the background, when Jennifer Lawrence is walking away, you're seeing them starting to have like a physical fight over it. Yeah. Oh, it gets then, worse. Yeah, it's and, then, and
0: yeah, it gets framed. And, and then it gets th-
4: framed, and then they're dancing and holding it over their yeah. heads and stuff. And that's where like it get very personal for me because it's another time where I get into fights with other Christians because like how I said I don't think God God's omnipotent but I don't think he's perfect. Uh the Bible is great. I enjoy it, but also that shouldn't be the only thing you based your religion off of because there's also mistakes in it. Well, for yeah. me th- that
0: that led more to I think that was personally I think it was more of a commentary on people worship the Bible not God. That's what I mean. Like it like, shouldn't
4: just be about the Bible. It should be about the actual faith.
0: Yeah, and I thought that like it's Literally a three-second shot, yeah. But it just, it nails it, and like that. That's why I think that whole sequence needs to be watched a few times because there's a bunch of things in there, and it just feels like Aronofsky is just like he had a list of things at Urkham, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to get oh, them yeah. all but out. In all, this oh, yeah. <laughs> but
3: yeah, and I think to that too, I think there's a, a for some reason, and again, the the whole movie works as like here's a myth, guys, chew on it. Like here's yeah. and and if you look back to like Lewis and Tolkien of yeah. like of like myth is almost a better way to digest truth. Like capital T truth, yeah. then like facts. And I think a lot of modern Christians want the Bible to be a bunch of facts, mm. which it's not really no. No. and it wasn't yeah, intended to, not be. Yeah. to be. It's supposed to be. It's
4: written by man as they interpreted God's words, and as long yeah. as we know, that's usually it doesn't go very well. But
1: they also didn't consider history to be a series of facts. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have it's, understood our modern academia. That's yeah. not how they processed it. It's
0: more cautionary tales yeah. of like this is kind of what happened to learn what not to do. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's not fact and like that's why i this movie did so much of that stuff and they they express so much of that stuff so quickly but so articulately like that's where it's tough for me to be I get why people don't like watching it but the full blown like this is a terrible movie like and I've heard that from a lot of people I'm like mm-hmm. it's just there's not so many people I get not it. liking it and I get even hating it but like there's too much like craftsmanship that went yeah. into this oh, thing you no. say from it's an a bad artistic movie. point yeah. of view yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah
1: just again returning to what, where I was saying like in the beginning is the, the blocking like you were talking about all the things that, there's a fight going on in the background <laughs> where she walks out of the room like the amount of things that are going on in the fucking background yeah on a tracking shot <laughs> <laughs> as they're like removing a sink from the wall so they have to reset that shit if any one thing doesn't yeah. work right like I just from a filmmaker spe- perspective you're just like holy shit the amount of work that went into prepping if every if I shot. was
4: an on set dresser on this movie I probably would have shot myself sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like I need like three more people and you better give me time
0: see I just think about it from a post coordinator standpoint like alright here's the footage go over it real quick before you hand it to the editor what do you mean real quick like what the fuck how am I yeah. supposed to <laughs> God, I hope there's notes. <laughs> yeah. There's not? Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, as an AD, like, how do you think they handled all oh, these man. extras? I guess, oh, God.
3: I, I, I'm guessing there was just a, a, a ton. Oh, there we go. I got very comfortable, very comfortable <laughs> with, like, the, the lovely conversation we're having and didn't lean into the mic. Um, yeah, no, I, I, what's funny is, like, I can see them running rehearsals for the later stuff. While we're shooting, like, three people in a house. Mm. Like, uh, over on stage four, like, we're rehearsing, like, riot sequence number two, yeah. you know, with Jennifer's stand-in, while, like, Javier Bardem is, like, I cannot write. You know, like, <laughs> over on stage four, just so that you... Because you know, right? You know that yeah. stuff's coming, and you know that there's going to be three weeks of, like, or four weeks of just, like, let's get into it. Yeah.
1: And also, as a script supervisor, I, I... I love that I do my job by myself. I can, I'm having a hard time imagining some of those shots handling by myself. No. I would basically ask every single person at monitor, <clears throat> like, look at the fucking extras, please. Can you be <laughs> a, would you please D2? look at yeah. you? Please help me out here, guys. Yeah. I cannot see all of this with my two eyes.
4: Well, there's so many times when I watch movies like this, I'm always wondering like, okay, how many of these actually had more than one take? Because uh, there's so many, so much complexity, so much cleanup, so many yeah. parts of it. There's no way you had a lot of takes. Well, that, <sighs> for
0: me, that's where it comes down to the quality of director. And I, yeah. I think Aronofsky is amazing, and he has yeah. been forever. And it's like that means that when there's a take, it's because the one thing that he wants in that shot, because usually, for most directors that I've spoken to or myself when I've done it, there's usually one major thing you want to accomplish with a, with a shot. And he would know whether or not that one thing was done, and whether or not he needed to do it again, or if the background stuff didn't fully work and they needed to do it, but it's not quite there. As long as that one thing that he's looking for is good, then the likelihood of multiple, multiple retakes will not be going on.
1: Which is the best quality in a director? Yeah. When <laughs> you're like, is this what you want? Yes. Okay. Cool. We're done. And <laughs> I, don't I have yeah. to keep. I don't have to wait for you to make a fucking decision.
0: And like that's with Aronofsky. I, I I would imagine. I've obviously never worked with him, but I would imagine he's a guy who knows exactly what he wants at most times. You
4: got to and. 'Cause this isn't comedy. You can't no. just have people spouting out words constantly but, and be like, That one was nice. But there's
0: great directors who do movies that we love who do not operate like that. Yeah, like true, the yeah. um I'm blanking on the same night. Doug guy, Lyman. Um Doug Lyman's like that, the guy who did Rogue One. Um
4: Oh, Gareth.
0: Gareth Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. 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 He he is known for just all right, uh shoot. What, yeah. what are we shooting today? Oh, I didn't come up with a shot list. We're just shooting. Yeah, just dump it out and kind of put the pieces together. Yeah, and I
1: really hate rolling rehearsals, guys. That's I mean, where, he,
4: okay, he I shot, like these movies, but I'm not sure I want to work on He set. shot yeah. I, I, like
0: an unprecedented <laughs> amount of hours for his movie Monsters. Like apparently there's like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours of footage that they made an hour and a half movie. Yeah. And that that's just how he operates. And like some people can make it work, and it's great. But some people are very direct. And I think with a movie like this, you need somebody who can just be like, "This is exactly what I want."
1: Oh, this many moving parts? Yeah, you yeah. have to. Uh, I do. Want, I
2: do want to backtrack to something you mentioned about like the people who were saying that like this movie sucks, but it doesn't. Kind of what led to this whole conversation. Yeah. And it's a, it's a skill. A movie like movies like these, I appreciate because they kind of ask us to maybe disagree and hate what happens in the movie. But to appreciate how it went about it. And a lot more lately I've been more about how a movie goes about it than what happens. Because mm. in this movie there's a lot of things I actually disagree with and fundamentally like position myself in diff- different uh, opinions on it and how it plays out. Uh, and things that happen in the movie I don't like or ways that it goes about it I don't like or agree with. But the movie is really well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is a hard distinction that you have to come to the table with. Like You have to be able to do that. and. Yeah, we're not trained for that. <laughs> with <laughs> our escapism—we're not trained for it. We want something that we can just.
0: A lot of people into.
4: don't want an art film. There's, there's a lot of people in the world that just hate art films. Which I is
0: think. why it's so interesting that Paramount backed this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And I, I would say really tangential to that, in, in in a movie that demands to be kind of accepted on its own terms. And I think I, I, I see this in my head as is <clears throat> the, the 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 shift happening around Prometheus for me, particularly mm-hmm. a movie that I was disappointed with on first viewing, but have come to really love on second, third, fourth, fifth, I, this movie demands, like you have to watch this movie again. Like you cannot oh, watch sure. this movie once. And me and a bunch of my friends uh recently, again, with last Jedi being like the most recent one um, are just like, okay, go in, come, come in, sit down, watch this thing. But like, maybe don't just immediately jump into binging a season of this. Like, this is not, this demands to be, like come back, rewatch it, sit down and in- ingest it. Now that you know what it is like, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many of these <sighs> movies that we revere and we hold the new movies up to old ghostbusters, old star Wars, sure. old whatever old blade runner. And we watched those originals. We, we burn through VHSs just watching it and watching it and watching it and watching it. And now we go, we sit in a theater one time and we're like, Nope.
4: Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. You, you yeah. forget how many of those movies when they came out, People hate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And it took years for people to understand
1: and be like, oh, this is actually a really good film.
0: I mean, fuck Empire. People hated Empire. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, it's- and there's also a culture of people who get glee out of hating something. Like they're prepared to hate it. They want to hate it. They like being the guy who hates it, except so many people are the guy who hates it that it's not really all that original anyway. So just decide what you like and don't worry about what everybody else thinks.
0: I do that every day. I still like Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man too.
1: I mean, as, <laughs> as Ooh, our a, we'll esteemed,
4: get drinks sometime <laughs> and talk about that. Our <laughs> esteemed genius president has proved uh, he said so today. It's easier no, no. to get people on your side through hate than with love. It's true.
0: It's sadly true in this day and age. I do not believe that for all times because I refuse to. But uh, mm. in this day and age, yeah, you're kind of right.
1: Yeah, yeah I, when I, I went to see oh, sorry, this is the last Jedi comment, so I'm uh, <laughs> we'll we'll save those all for right, when we eventually yeah, talk yeah, about last yeah. Jedi.
0: Oh, uh, right. I think it's time to move into quotes. All right. Unless I missed anything major in this movie, I think we kind of hit all of it. We didn't really talk about the Harris much. We could talk Harris about
4: this movie for a long. time. We really, oh, could. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the, we could talk it's longer the cool than thing the movie. about art films. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my favorite quote, uh, it comes pretty early in the movie. It's a it's a Michelle Pfeiffer quote, and I love Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's one of those things where like you can tell that she knows. Like it's this weird, like like profit moment of hers where she just looks at her she spins on her after she like screams at her to not go upstairs to her to the study and she just turns around and goes oh you really do love him god help you and it's like oh fuck (laughs) like this that moment of like oh you're in love with the wrong person because he doesn't love you back i mean he does it in his own way but not a way that's going to fulfill you in any way shape or form
4: uh my quote comes from jennifer lawrence uh, after everyone has left from the wake and she's kind of had a sombering conversation with her husband, and uh, she just goes, I'm going to go prepare for the apocalypse. <laughs>
0: and that, and was, that, that was that just her... meant dinner to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: that was just her about to clean up, but I'm like, oh, there's so much <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs>
0: there actually is more foreshadowing in this movie than I realized mm-hmm. on my first viewing. The second viewing is like, oh, wow, they they show you a lot
2: of what's coming. You have to turn the brightness up a lot because there's a lot of shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a quote the I like. Lamest joke. I know. I had, I had to throw <laughs> one in there. He's a dad. He does dad. dad jokes, yeah.
4: man. He started his family. It, it and yeah. actually, it actually
2: uh, applies to this in some way. Uh, it's uh, Harvey Oberdem. He's like, it's not your fault. Nothing is ever enough. I couldn't create if it was me with dad jokes, uh, and I have to. That's what I do. That's what I am. Now I must try it all again. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really bloated thing. Yeah. You know? That's. Yeah. And it, it just it's it still sticks with me. I could see why. And also, it applies to the dad jokes too. <laughs> That's what I am. I, can't, yes, I, I am. I'll, start I will, over. I'm gonna start over. Uh, I
1: uh, I picked one from early on. Ed Harris. She walks in, and 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 Javier Bardem is like, "Oh, she also worked on The House." And Ed Harris is like, "Oh, she's more than just a pretty face." Oh you! Yeah. Fuck you! That's the moment where you're like, oh, this guy's a dick! Because that, yep. that sentence, no I, matter who you say it to in what circumstance, is always an asshole thing to say. Of course I mean, she's more than just a pretty face. She's a get, human being, piece of shit. You no.
4: can't get more old-fashioned sexism from oh, her. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. mean, like, yeah. real. That's the most old-fashioned.
1: But,
2: like, the movie also sets that up, too, with just only showing her face until, like, mm. Ed Harris gets there. So it's like it's like this yeah. really interesting line I mean, they, for that. They have some, like,
4: it's we not see only her nipples. Face. Yeah, you we see, see her, her... hair.
1: Yeah. yeah, lots of hair.
4: But
2: like, there's a lot lots of her of face, so
4: yeah. there's
0: more face than nipple. I'll give you that. Yeah. much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the tracking shot, yeah. just her nipples <laughs> moving through the house. Go Johnny. Go. Mine, some people who'd love that in a, the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> the the mine porn in, version of mother.
3: <laughs> I love it. Oh God. It's so much more baby eating in a very inappropriate way. Mine is funny. It's because there's so many wonderful quotes from it. But for me, the the thing that that really grabbed me about the movie and where, where the movie was going, what it was trying to get at was the, the first time someone in the wake just comes up to him and they're like, Oh, who are you again? And it's like, I've had that experience. Uh, we used to have these big parties at my grandmother's house that I had kind of started. And then I went away to college and then like pe- my friends would go co- keep visiting my widowed grandmother and, and throw these big parties. And I remember coming back once from college and I'm standing in the kitchen and someone walks up to me and they're like, Oh, hi, I'm Daniel. Who are you? And I'm like, I'm the grandson. Like, I'm the reason all you fuckers are here. Like, what do you mean? Who am I? And like, they played that scene out and I'd never seen that like on film and they captured it. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to she's going to be wrestling for control. And more people are going to come in and not see how she's really the center of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, the first time that happens, you're just like, oh, no. Like, this is all going. And for that that moment, to me, out of all of the IMI quotes and the big things yeah. and, like, that, the first time that happens in this movie, I was just like, that hit me, like, in a crazy way. That I was just like, ugh. Like, yeah.
0: I've been there once, but not, like, at, like, a family function. But I had a Halloween party back in the day where halfway through, I'm like... Most of you fuckers came in off the street. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I had one of them like, "Hey, uh, do you do you live here?" I'm like, "Yes, I fucking live here." I threw the fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate all of was you. Was
4: that the one where you also had the experience of suddenly screaming at everyone to get out?
0: I didn't scream at everyone to get out. I turned off the music. I was way <laughs> I more passive aggressive than yeah. oh, that.
1: Oh no! When <laughs> did, I did they it- start stealing your fixtures?
0: Oh, they stole a ton of shit. Oh. Not but like I- the door jam, but you know. No.
4: No, when I had my moment like that, that was full, I'm coming out of my bedroom,
1: screaming at the top of my lungs, get out.
0: At least you weren't like holding a knife. Get the fuck
1: out! <laughs> uh, I want to tell, tell a quick anecdote of a time I was at a frat party, uh, and I got really drunk and kind of sick, and I went to the bathroom, and I was staring at myself in the mirror, and it was one of those uh, sinks that was suspended from the wall. So uh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. I fucking leaned on the sink, and it fell on the floor. <gasps> sink oh, fell yeah. right off the wall. I walked out of the room. Didn't say anything to anyone. Went home with my boyfriend, who was in, who was in the fraternity. The next day, we are walking around the house, and he just goes, Last night, some dude fucking ripped the goddamn sink off the wall. And I was like, that's crazy.
0: And now you're going to get a bill in the mail.
1: That was you representing the great fun.
0: Uh, okay, so review system for this one's going to be kind of tough, maybe. But I'm going to go with movies that mean something else.
1: Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, this will be (laughs) Emily's
0: least favorite one, I think, of all time. (laughs) For somebody who's. I don't
1: even know where to begin. I don't even.
0: I'll go oh, first. I mean, good. you can really infer that to be almost fucking any movie. It just depends on what you took from it. But mine okay. is very no, clear got cut. One. All, right. All right. if you got one, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say Chronicles of Narnia, bitches. Oh, there, that's a witches great one. The <laughs> in the wardrobe because it is about God.
0: That's actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with The Babadook because, of course, I am. Uh, which is just a horror movie about a woman alone in a house, or it's about living with grief, and uh, it's the best allegory about living with grief almost ever made. So I love The Babadook, and oh, I love Mother.
4: I'm gonna go with The Witch. Ooh, that's a good one. Good because one. Because a lot of people think you'll be like, "Oh, it's just about a girl who gets seduced by the devil," and I'm like, "No, it's about how a girl is complete has no good options. She can either be stuck with her family, where they're just going to like essentially sell her off to another household because she's just had her period, or she can go and be enslaved by this other person who's just going to sexualize her anyways as well. She has no good options.
0: Oh, rough movie, great movie, but rough.
1: <laughs> I think it's the second time you've mentioned that movie. You really like it. A the Witch really is good an amazing movie. movie right.
0: Right? Oh yeah." If you haven't seen it, check I it out. Seen it. So good.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Melancholia. Because even though oh, okay. it's about a sure. planet f- flying into Earth and killing everyone, it's about depression. <laughs> <laughs> with a title like that, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's maybe just off the top of my head, but I'm going to go with what, yeah. I would say um, this feels very Donnie Darko y to me. Oh, okay. Donnie yeah. like, Darko. And of like, like, this is about time, this is about space, this is about your relationship with God and destiny and how you wrap your head around that. And I hope that the people revisit the same care and rewatching attention to this movie that, you know, we've lavished on that one, which it holds <clears throat> up less over. You know, 20 yeah. years later, li- 10, it's, 15 years later. but I,
0: It'll be interesting if this movie gets the same sort of treatment of like, this is the greatest art house film ever to it's a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. then like five years after that, people are like, actually, no, it was pretty good. Like, I think we might have gone a little too hard on yeah, it sure. there for a while.
4: That, that's my experience with Johnny Darko because when I saw that, I didn't see it until after like a year. Yeah. And of people telling me it's perfect, it's amazing, you'll love it. It's oh. the most, it'll change your life. And then I watched it and I went...
5: What? <laughs> oh, wow. what? this, this it, is
4: supposed to change my life this just seemed like a to, again interesting. Like, oh, it, to me it felt like a heavy handed art film it's like, yeah. Yeah. It, it might shock you it to know how much for... I
1: love Donnie Darko yeah. everyone was like you're gonna love this movie I saw it I was like oh my god you guys were all right this is the <laughs> yeah. greatest movie ever yeah. and so, yeah. I need to
4: give it another chance I never watched it again after yeah, that I it's just it. too many so people hyped it up for so me I, I
2: hate yeah. when people tell me that I'm gonna love it so much because then throughout the movie part of my rebellious mind wants to be like no fuck off I'm gonna hate it because of you I do that all the time Johnny did that with
0: Mother
1: I feel uh, feel like I disappoint people if I don't like it
2: I've set a
3: terrible precedent for myself in that I need to be asked to be on a podcast about a movie before I sit and watch a movie that I literally got free in the mail so we're gonna make
0: Johnny watch as many movies as possible oh sure (laughs) yeah yeah, I was trying to think the only other movie that I, I had that with and I can't oh it was Super I eventually saw Super the oh <laughs> uh, yeah I saw I your, sure I, it I a, saw your post <laughs> oh I hated it so much <laughs> I so it, much I
4: couldn't even get twenty minutes in the Super I turned it off uh, but it's not um, great. Napoleon Dynamite I also ended up hating it's yeah. not great
3: yeah. oh I'm I'm I, I'm a Super apologist I think that particularly more as it it predated all the 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 Marvel stuff. Uh, that we've now kind of bloated into. But, oh yeah. there's there's yeah. great things in super, yeah. but it
0: also has a very horrific rape scene oh, that sure. they just kind of go, yeah, rape's fine. Rape's, yeah. And it's like, oh isn't it super? Yeah, that <laughs> that one scene it just ruined the whole fucking thing. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's but, funny when it
1: happens to men.
0: Yeah, when it happens to men and he's crying and throwing up, but we can laugh about it literally ten seconds afterwards. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. great. Oh, I hate that movie. Um
1: Raping men is not funny and <laughs> raping women should not be titillating. Yeah. Yes.
0: And, Yeah, Super really fucks up one of those. Um, But that's a story for another time. For this time, it's time to wrap this shit up. Yeah. Woo-woo. I don't really have anything to plug right now, Iron Then I just wrote an article. uh, for You can find it on ATHpod.com. It was, I kept track last year of every single movie that I watched. At least I tried to. I noticed after I posted that I actually missed one or two, so I've updated it. So I'm at 225 now. That might go up to 226 if I can figure out another one that I've missed. It's a living list. It is, kind of. uh, But yeah, so I wrote... uh, I listed them all out. I did little kind of like one sentence reviews for some of them, not all of them. Uh, and in the end I do my top 10 list and my bottom five list and, uh, that's available now. And I would ask that everybody reads it. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Um, I watched a lot of shitty, shitty movies, and <laughs> I am a bad influence <laughs>
4: when it comes to bad movies. Well,
0: I mean, it's that, and just my boredom at two AM, where it's like, oh, I want to stay up till four. I guess I'll watch Mighty Ducks 2. And, like, <laughs> and I it almost
4: was, got us to watch uh, Space Boobs in Space last night. What? That's we, we, a real movie. That's I, a real I movie. I <laughs> kept staring I at it, be like, "There's a movie For called Space movies. Boobs. Yep. In you space? can't not <laughs> yeah, watch that."
1: That's the,
0: that's the title. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, we almost watched it, and then we made it about ten minutes in. It's like, oh no, this is just no, not fun. This has made it so much
4: basement yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's disappointing uh,
0: but I do like watching those every now and then just was in the mood for it last night but uh, yeah so I'd check that one out and then of course check out our Spotify playlist which come up every Friday you only have to subscribe to one list and it mm-hmm. changes every week and it's got yeah. a new theme usually somewhat movie related sometimes current event related but mm. it, it changes every week uh, currently right now we have our uh, Chewy picked it what was it called
4: new beginnings new right. beginnings mm. so if you listen
0: to this episode today our new beginnings po- podcast is still available Or not podcast playlist is still available tomorrow will be something else uh we'll figure what that is probably today or tomorrow and yeah that's it for us plugs here uh yeah. anybody else
4: uh drunk history should be starting again yeah. soon yeah uh, yeah they had their christmas special up so you could probably still watch oh. that it's and, fantastic of course mm-hmm. um uh johnny's wife uh was my boss on that show and she's fantastic is that how we
0: met johnny and his wife was it that show
4: i met ray yes chicago oh i don't know you knew ray from chicago lovely
3: lady husband yeah ray is Uh, fantastic the emmy nominated ray (laughs) deslich which i am contractually obligated to say made it into our wedding vows yeah when you introduce ladies and gentlemen yeah uh but yeah
0: yay team drunk history all the yeah, way.
4: Drug history. I mean, it's such a great show. I mean, you know, I know you... are supporting it. It's like a family.
0: It's so fucking good. And I I, I obviously... I'm married to somebody who worked on it, but everyone I've ever met who's worked on that show has been just the most wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good show.
4: It's a show. definition of a show that you actually enjoy working on.
0: And it comes through. Like, in the show itself. Like, that's why it's so good. You can see how much fun everyone's having and how much they like being there. And it's just... it's. If Shows you,
1: like that are like the reason I want to get in the union. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you know? it's oh, yeah. just so
0: like if you don't watch Drunk History because you think it's just like a comedy central just show, which I've heard from many people. It, it's not. It is so much better than that. And it's fantastic. And everybody should and watch
4: it. We're not it. getting paid to plug it. I'm not
0: at all. I have no connection to the show yeah. at all. And I yeah. love the fuck out of it. It's so good.
4: Okay. That's my
0: plug. Uh, Johnny, anything else to plug?
4: Uh, No.
0: Um, I'm
3: at Johnny Wrecker pretty much everywhere cool that is a account that i want people to find uh, um, Do you want to spell record because yes it is yeah rec as in cat ages and henry er which i've gotten very good at uh yeah and johnny <laughs> the way you want to spell it um but yeah come say hi argue about movies with me or theology or bdsm culture i'm down for all of it <laughs> let's get weird i'm ready
4: Let's wrap it all into one thing. Watching movies while at church doing BDSM. Whoa, yeah, let's
3: do it. I will start that church. Who is with me? Oh,
4: I am
5: there.
3: There is a there is a little there is a little crystal in my heart that I will give to all of you.
0: Yeah. Let's
4: do this. We have to
1: watch Stigmata because I really enjoy that movie. Oh sure.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, why not? And with that,
1: bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs>